This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. <laughs> Morning, boys. Good morning. Morning. <laughs> morning. What is it? To the tabloid reporters. Morning, gents. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where they've been this week. Anyway. Um, so, um, yes, good morning. Uh, we did an interview last week, uh, PA and Misty. Oh, we had I've, guests round. They don't, com- they don't come often. But uh, <laughs> they, they, we had it last week, yeah. It was the uh, mincemeat crew. It was the mincemeat crew. I'm still... Uh, somebody said to me, I wish you'd do more interviews. Did they? Who said that? That's lovely. Um, my brother-in-law said it, in fact. Yeah. Oh, well, he's a good judge. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I was just on my way to the job centre to do one. <laughs> um, oh, I'll tell you what I've got. A seaside special. <laughs> I've got a, a mystery photo um, that I'm going to put up. I saw... I've been on a walking holiday this week. More of later. <laughs> and um, I saw a phenomenon in the bushes. Oh, dear. Oh. Which um, scared the hell out of me, and I can't work out what it was. It was oh, some dear. sort of... Okay. Uh, it's just like Victorian crime report. No, no, it was built by creatures. Oh. But I, I really. What, was it a home for creatures? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I thought if we put a picture up, we'll have some naturalist who will be able to tell me what it is. But if it, it was, if it was web, it was sturdy. Ooh, sturdy web, tungsten web. Really? What would you do if you put it up in good faith, and we got tweets from naturalists, the real deal, just saying. Where did you see this? We've never yeah. seen anything like yeah, this. Yeah, what if we do? What if, what if we got tweets from naturists? Oh. Yeah. oh, yeah, saying tell us where that is because that looks a bit uh, looks a bit dangerous. Yeah, maybe it's an AI thing. That's what everything is now. Isn't that the answer to everything? AI. Yeah. Oh yeah, they like that on the Bro podcast with the black t-shirts. They talk AI. About AI, don't they? Yes. I think it was invented in Newcastle, wasn't it? AI. <laughs> Oh, God. Frank, guess what? Um, seven. No. Okay. Um, what if that had been right? Oh, these we have loved. Yeah. Oh, miss him. Um, Desmond McGiven has been in touch. Yeah. Frank, lovely to spot you at the opera on Thursday. No. It was a great show, Aida. Um, don't call me Aida. I rarely <laughs> see celebrities at the opera. The only other one I've seen was Pete Waterman. Let's put a pin in that. Yeah. Um, funny to think that I would only spot... Oh. You're, 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 you are not a pop idol. <laughs> um, anyway, Desmond... That's what he shouted. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to say just bravo. <laughs> Go on, and Desmond was very excited to see you, essentially. Well, that's so. lovely. That is nice. Anything, have you anything further to say? Yes, I went to see uh, Aida. Was it with Dame Joan? I tell you what they did with it. They uh, the singing and 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 that was uh, and the music was was amazing. But they did. It's set in ancient Egypt, Aida. Oh. So often you get all the elaborate costumes and the tomb interiors. Sure. And <laughs> I all don't that. know why, but I find ancient Egypt quite comical. Yeah. <laughs> it is, just reminds me of cartoons. It's because they're all standing sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yes. very narrow passageways apparently <laughs> in those tombs. <laughs> Nobody was doing the sand dance. Right, there was that. But um, it, it, what they did that we've spoken of this before. They went for <laughs> like the Republic of, of Campania. You know, you know when you get oh, like a mock no. republic. Yes. Oh man, it was. I was. You know, people get snow blind. No. I, I closed my eyes and all I could see was khaki. There was. Oh. Oh, it was. It was all that. It was all like modern military uniform. There wasn't a. There wasn't a head plume. Oh, oh I would have been a bit there disappointed. They were in the tomb. It ends. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Not an aspen sight. 
But it ends in a, in a tomb and... Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert for Aida. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> it ends in a tomb and there was not a sarcophagus in there. Oh, come on. What? Yeah. There was I wish you'd shouted that out. There was, <laughs> there was like a wine rack, an enormous wine rack with um, ballistic missiles in it. Oh, we get it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because they were in khaki, I could barely see them against the missiles. Oh. But the singing was um, was. They fantastic. will do this, though. Yeah. They will get out the, uh, as we know, Frank, the combat trouser and the denim jacket for Coriolanus. Yes, yes. yes. Yes, exactly. The army surplus shops must just be so reliant. <laughs> oh, or man. another Shakespeare season coming yeah. up. <laughs> Can Rubbing I have 20, 28, um, <laughs> 28 pairs of combat? So was it Henry V? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Anyway, like I say, it sounded great, but... Um, I thought there was a bit of money being saved on the choir. Frank Um, yes, yeah, so I, I saw Aida on Thursday, and on Wednesday I'd seen uh, School of Rock at the Cheltenham Everyman Theatre. Mm. What a night of, what a week of culture I've had. Yesterday mm. I went to see uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That was my big three cultural events of the week. Has Spider-Man yeah. got another film out? Oh yes, oh. this is the animated uh, version. Oh. Yeah. What's Fair. it like? Is oh, it good? I would say, without exaggeration, it's a work of art. The animated ones are much more lauded than the. I mean, yeah. I mean, not when you say the anim- not Spider-Man, Spider-Man, <laughs> less lauded. No, Look gonna, out! Yeah. yeah. No, but you've got to do the Strictly version that Frank and I like. When oh, the orchestra yeah. do Spider-Man, they go, look out, here comes yeah, Spider-Man. Um, the, the yeah. What was he called, the guy from uh, CBBC, CBBC who, who Boz loved? He danced the Spider-Man. Reese. Reese. Was it Reese? Yeah. And he, um, and there's a guy going, Does he swing on a thread? Take a look overhead. And you think, No, they'll do it like that, man. Uh, I like Frank Sinatra sort of era Spider Man. Exactly. Yeah, sort of rat pack Spider Hey there. Hey. <laughs> Oh, yeah. the Spider-Man. They might whisper that, Frank. Yes. They love a whisper. Bless Frank. Qu- quickly <laughs> webbing someone on behalf of JFK secretly. I'll tell you something yeah. that struck me, though, there. At, at the Everyman um, Cheltenham, mm. there's a big pile of booster seats in the corner of the foyer. Oh, yeah. So if you take a child... Art sculpture? Or me. No. Or, or Emily. <laughs> yeah. You can put her on... I've never seen an adult on one, actually. I think adults would rather not see, probably, than, than fess up. Oh, I'd, I'd love to see you on a booster. I would go... Well, I'd love to bring a cushion sometimes. But I'm... Uh, me and Boz are uh, attending some... We're doing some festival action this uh, mm. summer. And I've... I was... What he needs, of course, is a booster... Stand, as it were, rather than seat. Uh, like a sort of tennis umpire. Well, I when I used to go to football when it was all all terraces. Hold on, I've got to see if I got any sentimental, old-fashioned music for this. <laughs> this will do. to go to football as a, as a child there was no there was there was seating but I didn't know anyone who was rich enough to go in it was about 37p a seat mm. uh, people used to take milk crates metal milk crates kids I mean to stand on you'd see kids in the queue with milk crates or their dads at work would make them like a wooden step Oh. And you take it and, and at stand At work, that. the dads would make it. People always made stuff at work. <laughs> Just quickly use the machine. When the Kung Fu <laughs> rage came out, the people were making a fortune selling those Kung Fu stars. You know yeah. those things that you throw? Razor oh, sharp. Oh, like shurikens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we called them Kung Fu stars. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't go too deep into the culture. Like a sort of Halloween costume knockoff title. Yeah, but... Um, Kung Fu stars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kung Fu stars. <laughs> but um, people were always making that, and people would yeah. make that. So, I, I, 8, 12, 15, do people still make stuff at work? 
Yeah. yeah. Um, so I wonder if anyone's got any tips. I don't want him to be topless on my shoulders with a bit of body paint on. That's the thing that, that women used to do at festivals. I don't know if that still happens. No. 8, 12, 15. But also, <laughs> I, um, I, I don't know if I can take him on my shoulders for more mm. than a one song. Oh, so how does he get elevation? Yeah. Because, mm. you know, he's 11 and most people at the festival are a bit taller than him. Mm. Yeah. But, the, you know, a booster seat's no good at I mean, a festival. I'm... That's the title of my new song. <laughs> <laughs> I've always plumped for a wedge. Oh, OK. Well, um, uh, that's like a, a, a heel, is it? Yeah, so if you go for a four-inch wedge... Yeah. I'm not suggesting, I'm just saying... No. Um, a four-inch wedge, that, that'd bring me sort of getting a bit closer... What I want is, you know those boots that Elton John wore when he did Pinball (laughs) Wizard and Tommy? That's what we need. Three feet versions of those. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone's got any festival tips for the short, um, spit them out. 8, 12, 15. on Absolute Radio. Frank, would you, oh, briefly, on route route in this morning, I had a charming driver who said, you pick the music, anything you like, anything you like. And I I warmed to him instantly. So I thought, I'm just going to, I said, well, what music do you like? And he said, it's not about me. I want you to just pick what you like. Oh, gosh. After you, Claude, is what they call that, I think, in uh, sports commentary. (laughs) If, if somebody like what, lets someone else do the thing and then someone else doesn't do it and then it never happens. Oh, oh after, I love that. It's a bit after you, Claude, <laughs> that's what I'd say. I went for Frank. I'd recently seen Cabaret. Oh, yeah. So I said, oh, I've been... He said, I noticed you've been singing. That's why he suggested. I said, oh, I was singing a song called Money from Cabaret. Yeah. So I put it on and I think it was an odd choice. To yeah. start the day with, because it's a strange song. He, he was probably thinking, I'll never do this again. <laughs> <laughs> this let them ch- though it is it's a song I love but it's it's not for everyone. No, I went to another song in the end, which mm. was a rap song because he liked rap. Okay. And then we both listened to a lyric, and there's a bit where the man says, "I've got a penthouse with an option to lease." And we both looked at each other as if, and we were obviously thinking the same thing, which is that's a lot of information. <laughs> yeah. For a song. Yeah, uh, the man. When I came in this morning, I got. Um, well, I should say we 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 were driving in for ages, but there's something yeah. happened in Golden they Square. They won't let us. There's one mystery corner of Golden Square where yeah. there's roadworks today. I notice and close. What is going on over there? Anyway, it's a heist. I think it might be a uh, a Bronze Age cemetery. Oh. Yes, of course. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Um, he was playing a very long song about Jesus, the man who drove me in. Oh, now, right. As you know, I follow the Nazarene, but I don't always follow what his, was the uh, song? his uh, musical uh, <laughs> worshippers. Devotees, yes. <laughs> as, a man once said, as a man once said to me in Birmingham, I said, I thought you, I saw him in the oratory in Birmingham, the, the, the big uh, old fashioned but very beautiful church there. And I said, um, Oh, I thought you went to St. Michael's. He said, I did, but I was in there recently and there was a piano accordion. <laughs> <laughs> he said with horror, absolute Frank, I horror. I thought your modern day Nazarenes favoured the guitar. Well, they do like mm. a guitar. They, they love they, a guitar. They do, like, they do like a slightly out of tune. Guitar is what they like, but um, and, uh, yeah, very yeah. long hair while singing. Oh, but anyway, I, I I never I I don't mind. You know, you get the drivers who ask and the ones who just keep on blasting out. I'm just so happy it's music and not sort of ill-informed political debate on one of the London talk. Yes, yeah, that's a much worse option. Because then I don't want to be brought in. I don't want that to trigger a conversation in the car. That that makes me anxious. Okay. I'd rather discuss the penthouse with the option to lease. Yes. I'd rather discuss Penthouse, the popular magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I'm sorry, Pierre. I do apologise. No, when I would have discussed that, I couldn't afford to get cars, so uh, (laughs) I'd rather discuss them with uh, non-driving people. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Have I I got time to share something with you? Um, well, the the fairs has just gone up. Uh, Yeah, if it's a massive spliff, (laughs) No. 
Goodness gracious. I don't, I don't. And we're, no one an absolute does. Just remember that. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we have heard from uh, the outside world, mm. including Andy Wood from Bronte Country, one of our regulars, as you know. I know Andy Wood. <laughs> and it's always a good fallback for me. <laughs> and Andy uh, has responded to your what did what do you what was made from work? What was your uh, shout out again? Uh, Kung Fu stars, but yeah. also little wooden platforms that young people, uh, children took to, um, when you say young people you immediately sound like a Church of England vicar Yes. Um, uh, the, uh, kids took to football games so they yes. could see Yes. so Andy says back in the early 80s my dad was one of those men who drove a roller and not that kind, not Parker. Okay. And flattened the newly laid tarmac. Oh away. yes. Yeah. What a oh that steamroller. I that was a cool job to have. Yeah. yeah. He made me a cricket ball by somehow compressing tarmac into a perfect sphere, encapsulated in some kind of questionable film. The first time I used it, it hit my sister. <laughs> right. In the forehead and left a lump that would make a rhino envious. It was so... Don't worry, everything's all right. No, OK. It was so heavy and hardly bounced at all. Useless but thoughtful, homemade at work, patriarchal gift. Yeah. Yes, I that's like it. Gifts that are, are nice and fun, but there's an element of danger inherent in them. <laughs> yeah, that's the trouble. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> Will you survive childhood? Yeah. I don't remember any of those razor-sharp kung fu stars having a kite mark <laughs> on them. <laughs> We've had a great message from... 770 who says hi Frank I'm a lifelong blacksmith wow lifelong what? lifelong from birth making oh. stuff is all I do at work have a good day Dean just off to make stuff yeah but I'm on about making stuff not for work but making stuff as a sideline we were it, talking about if you're a um, blacksmith we were talking oh. about Emily was saying her dad oh, basically right. made documentaries <laughs> yeah. about Bertrand yeah. Russell. So about Bertrand Russell, the philosopher, and I, and I said, <laughs> "Well, it's, it's like him saying, well, I'm, I'm, I'm making a documentary about Bertrand Russell.' But we got the crew, so I did. I knocked off a quick ten minute short about W. I. Jordan <laughs> for a mate of mine. Yeah, it's like oh. that. Yeah, empty use. So yes, I, 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 does does the blacksmith ever just knock something out for a mate? He's got to. Yes, a blacksmith. I mean, the potential. I think if you're a blacksmith and you don't have a handlebar mustache and a sort of Bluto-like physique, yes, you're you're wasting a chance. Um, I'm hoping it's a shoe last. Is that what they're called? Those things oh. where you fit a shoe over it and knock the nails in. I think it's called a last. Have we I'm got any cobblers listening? There'll, there'll be uh, there'll be a few cobblers. Mm. But, um, because uh, I get a lot of sports trophies sent in. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's like... Frank, there's something else I'd like to share with you from Michelle Mabel. I'm going there. She's... Yes. And I'm going to... We don't allow praise, Pierre, on this show. Yeah. You'll be disappointed to hear, but I think you're coming to accept that. However... I make an exception. I choose to make an exception for the poetry podcast. Well, I think we all got a soft spot for obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle says, I've never contacted a radio show before and I fretted about whether or not I should contact you. Anyway, I never thought poetry was for me. I couldn't understand it, but I wanted to. As I love reading, I'm old... I know the feeling, Michelle. <laughs> Is that, I'm old a sentence in isolation? I was going to say, that was my note, not Michelle's okay. note. I'm old and I went to a secondary school and they didn't teach poetry there. Girls were expected to look after the man of the house. Oh. I heard you say on your radio that show... That was me pining. <laughs> really? I, <laughs> I heard you say on your radio show you did a podcast and I listened. I loved it. You make sense. Oh. 
I'll get back to you on that, Michelle. I No, he does make sense. I now have a collection of poetry books, mostly ones you recommend. I get them from Oxfam shops. I like to see which poem you're discussing, and then I look for it in my books and my iPad, and I follow it whilst you read it. So thank you, Frank, for helping me understand poetry. Well, that's absolutely lovely, because there is part of me thinking, now I've just created someone else who gets in ahead of me into poetry section of Oxfam shops. (laughs) (laughs) What have I done? Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So, yeah, we've been doing a walking holiday this week. um, Which, um, can I say, my general sense of um, walking on public footpaths is that farmers don't really want them on their land and do everything they can to put you off. Yes. Which I think you'll find walkers were there first, before everything. (laughs) If you read a Thomas Hardy novel, the bloke will say, no, I'll be off to Casterbridge, and then he just turns around and walks. Doesn't get in in a carriage or anything, just goes off over the fields, like 40 miles. Anyway, I know farmers have been around a long time as well, but... Mm. We had two incidents of the balls in the same field oh, as the public didn't. footpath. Oh. And now, I really would like to... Now, I, I, at one point, I was a bit alarmed. I was with my a partner and a, and a kid. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I picked up a very big piece of wood, a big, thick branch. <laughs> And I thought, if I have to, I'm going to do my best to take one of these guys down. Yeah. And I don't think there's any... I've never heard of bull loyalty as a concept. There's not like The the other bulls aren't thinking, oh, is it one of our... One of us. We'll go after him. They're loners. The the other bulls are thinking, a bull's gone down, let's move to the other side of the field. That's how I... It's every bull for himself in their world. That's how I see it. Yeah. Um, so I so was hang all, on, you picked up the Were you wielding the stick? I took the big stick approach. Oh, God, I wish they'd taken a photo of you. You must have looked absolutely did ridiculous. You, did you speak softly um, and carry a big I stick? I said we walked we walk Did you very, say take it real slow? We said we, that's all you can do. I've had this a few times. People will even have... They'll even put bulling field sign on the wall yeah. next to the public footpath. Well, that's Sorry. not help, isn't it? Mm. Sighting murderer in field. Exactly. So um, it's the trouble is, is your your walker. They don't have. We, we're not a very powerful group. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know how we'd protest. I think the only way is to beat bulls to death with sticks. Frank. That's the way I'm very seeing loud, it. Uh, very know, loud shoes. I would feel. I would feel confident. I've got to be honest with Pierre. If he was with you. Yes. My 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 money's on Pierre. Well, my, every time with that ball, wouldn't a, you say? A method I've used in the past. <laughs> you can go and you can run away because I'll be blocking the horns with my body. Well, I'll tell you what I do, and this I don't know if it's a good method. What I do is, if they're on the path, if they're literally on the path, I walk really close to the balls yeah. to the point where I'm basically touching them. Because my theory is they need a bit of a run-up, a bull, yeah. to do massive damage. Um, I don't know if they're right. any good from a standing start. Yeah. And look, let's face unlike, it. Uh, unlike Alf Inga what's Harland. The worst that, <laughs> <laughs> what's Sometimes the worst that can happen if your theory's Actually, that's wrong? His, well, that's his dad. Sorry, I'm, I'm out of date. Would you, would you rather see a bull, field, a bull and field sign or a Harland and field <laughs> sign? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can you believe I called him his dad's name? That's, I that's quite a like real it. Bring him down bloke, a peg or two. Real old bloke thing to do. Um, <laughs> As yes. opposed to waving a stick at a bull. So um, what I'm asking for is uh, bull advice. That's less old bloke and more early man, I would say. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Frank, we've had all sorts of communiques from Mm. our lovely readers, some bull-related. I mean, there's all sorts coming in. For example, 223. Hi, Frank. 
I think we've walked in the same field as you this week. Really? We've oh. seen the same bull from the alders of Cheltenham. Hashtag walking in Cheltenham. Now, there may be more than one bull in Cheltenham. Well, yeah, it wasn't actually. We didn't get... We started in Bath. Oh. And uh, one night, you'll be delighted to hear that I stayed in Old Sodbury. Oh. Uh, Simon of Sudbury will be happy to hear that. Yeah, and then we ended up at Wooten Under Edge. That was oh. our walk. Uh, I'll tell you, there was one great moment, though, you'd have liked, Pierre. We went through the uh, the site of the Battle of Lansdowne from the English Civil War. Oh, yeah. So there's lots of boards up and stuff, and they've, they've made a really good job so you know what happened where. And one of the things that happened is like the Roundheads, the, the Parliamentarians were fighting the Royalists. And uh, they were all fighting over this hill. Oh. And at night, when it went dark, the battle stopped for a, you know, it had a, it had a sort of a, a, a break. <laughs> and the Parliamentarians thought, well, we're on the Bath side, so let's go back to Bath <laughs> and just freshen up. <laughs> Mid, mid battle, yeah. and so they, um, you know, it's nice to get off seat, off site. What are you doing these festivals? <laughs> well, they went off to powder then. So they went yeah. back and got, had a nice meal, freshened <laughs> up in the evening. Because we couldn't do it if we'd have been there because of absolutes, no retreat guarantee. <laughs> but um, seriously, yeah. But then they all went back. They all went back the next day, like new, you know, clean. Had a clean top on yeah. and stuff. I, I mean, do you think they sort of clapped their hands together? So, where were we? <laughs> so, I like the idea with them with sort of box fresh polo shirts. Go, oh, yeah. righty, how you diddling? Not pretty bad. Okay, shall we? Uh, <laughs> shall we? I did that in the hotel lobby. Or sort of clapping both hands on their thighs as they say, right, the war. Right, exactly. <laughs> and no one's eating, food must be good. Um, Frank, 455 has also been in touch. Can I just tell you one more thing about Please that? Please do. The, the royalist leader was killed. He's got a monument there in the field where he oh. was killed. And the parliamentarian leader and the royalist leader was old mates. They used to hang out together. Oh. And I thought, oh, God, that must have been strange for the parliamentarian well for both of them what a weird thing to happen and then I, I looked at my internet when I got back to the hotel and David Beckham had just sacked Phil Neville from managing Miami and I thought it goes on it still goes on so history repeats itself exactly. the second time as fast I don't think uh, there'll be a monument in Miami to Phil Neville I think he won like uh, three out of 20 games or something but anyway, that was that. Oh, dear. Um, 455. Bull advice. Oh, this is what I need. Bull advice. Mm. Caps are used here. Okay. They're gone for caps. Hi, Frank. I tend to keep my voice down in their presence, the mm. bulls. He's gone. Having yeah. watched a few rodeo clips... Okay. I can assure you that... Your, he uses quotes here, bull needs a run-up theory, yeah. maybe slightly flawed. Yes, I wonder The about way that. they explode out of the gate like a jack-in-the-box makes me think they aren't as reliant on gaining momentum as you may think. Uh, Just a cautionary note, Frank, for the next time you get mm, close to one. They're a bit not to 16. That's Steve. Five seconds or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, you know, the background to this, I must have told the story on here a, a few times of when I was actually chased by a ball. I can't remember. I think we're, oh, I think we're going to have to hear it again, oh, my friend. It's, it's one of those stories that at the time was absolutely terrifying. It took me about, 24 hours to start oh. getting gags out of it. <laughs> oh, Pierre, I can't honestly, wait for this. Get this, around the fireside. This show might never have happened if things had been different <laughs> on that day. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had... Oh, I'll tell you my ball story quickly. Oh, yes, oh, yes. tell us your ball story. So I was uh, a student at Warwick University mm. and it was coming up to Christmas holidays and mm. I went into Leamington Spa to buy Christmas presents and I walked through the, this field and there was a massive bull in there and I thought, 
oh, I don't like this. Mm. And I walked through and I did all the sort of just don't make eye contact and I got through. And I thought, well, thank God, it will be much later when I come back. That would have been put into its um, enclosure. Mm. So I, I know a lot about farming. <laughs> so anyway, I, I got a few. Remember I bought my mum an electric kettle oh. and I had a few... I had bags with stuff, presents I'd got. Anyway, one, I thought I'd have a drink while I'm in there. So I had, a, I, had a, I had a couple of pints, and then it was dark. You know what it's like in winter. Mm. Oh, yeah. So I walked back, and it was so dark, I couldn't... I'd sort of forgot about the ball. And I was walking, and I couldn't see anything. And then I felt in the ground... And this, I realised this bull was coming straight at me and my hands were full with presents. So I ran and I ran and there was a stile and I ran up over the stile without using my hands. I just ran up it like, <laughs> like Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Look out, here comes the spider And I went, I went over it and then the other side I landed on my backside and then the whole fence came forward about, I mean, about three feet at the top where this bull had hit the fence really hard. And my heart, honestly, I thought I thought I was uh, I thought I was going to die there in that I thought the some corner of a foreign field that is forever Oldbury. <laughs> and uh, it was it was it was terrifying, really terrifying. So that's why I'm a bit nervy now. And as I said, if I died like that, what a loss that would have been. But when the news went out to my friends and family, you can't mm. quite take seriously man chased by bull. <laughs> no. The, it I, is a bit of a Benny Hill now, way if, to if go. If you're killed by being chased by a bull, your obituary has to be in the Beano. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a bit. It is. It's like... Um, Imagine the terror, the terrible death of you know being hit by sort of an anvil or a big piano falling yeah, from the sky. It's exactly, sort of a cartoon yeah. death. or cheese rolling competition. Because oh, you think yeah. it doesn't really happen, yeah. but but it does. We actually went past Cooper's Hill this week, which is where the big cheese. That's a violent event. What cheese? Yeah. Is it called cheese rolling? The cheese rolling on Cooper's yeah. Hill. It sounds like a lovely old. Uh, Merry England tradition. But I think uh, I watched the documentary about it and um, it, people get really quite badly they injured. break their legs all the time. Apparently the woman who won it this year um, only knew she'd won when she regained consciousness. <laughs> There's got to be an easier way to get cheese. Exactly. Cost of living crisis? Yeah. Anyway. Um, Ultra Magnus <coughs> oh, yes. has been in touch. Of course. Bulls only tend to attack things that they perceive to be a threat. Whether they'd see you holding a big stick as a threat, I'll leave to divine consent <laughs> to decide. Yes. Well, maybe they think I was a tree. Yes, yeah. I don't know. Do they think much bulls? Do you worry about perhaps one day walking through a field with a descendant of that bull from Leamington Spa? Oh, well... I, um, They'll see your silhouette and think, I've been told about this man. See, this is why I love sheep. I've been in a field with, honestly, like 200 sheep swarming like, like starlings in mm. a twilight sky. And they are the least threatening, most gentle animals. Quite a benign... Well, Pierre was telling me off-air, yes, we talk about sheep off-air off yeah. and pigs. At my insistence. Yeah. And Pierre told me, Frank, they're quite reactive, though. Mm. They're a bit sort of drama queen, you, aren't they? If you spook them, they'll... What do they do? They just die. Yeah. They just plop onto the floor, terrified. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. Uh, uh, whereas bulls are just monsters. Do you identify with sheep? I can see you... you but you're lamb. Yes, yeah. Nazarene. <laughs> no, um, no, I don't know what I identify. Okay. I think the marmoset... Frank, I've got one more question for you. Do bulls still wear nose rings? I haven't... I try not to get that close, but that might be a large magnet in backpack. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be one method. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What about Jimmy, or as I call him, 
917. I was told by a fellow worker that he once worked with a man who was always seen pushing a sack barrow with a piece of sheet metal on it. Mm. One day, the man disappeared, never to be seen again. It turned out he'd been making a caravan at work on the side. And wow. nobody had thought to ever question him for fear of embarrassment. <laughs> That's from Jimmy. That but, might be the greatest I made it at work story ever. An well, actual caravan. That's brilliant. There's a Johnny Cash song, <laughs> One Piece at a Time, about a man who works in a car factory and eventually builds a car of various, <laughs> yeah. um, various parts. <laughs> also, Frank got a bit of career advice for you, which I like. Uh-uh. 531. Hi, Frank. Have you ever considered a walking series, maybe on Sky Arts or The Beeb? <laughs> Favourite anyway. routes with a mixture of history, etc. That's well. from 531. That's from uh, John Thoday at Avalon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think my manager said, have you ever considered walking? <laughs> <laughs> now that Operation Mincemeat has become so massive. Yeah. Oh, Frank's paranoid now. Um, yeah. We have yeah. a blacksmith update. Oh, good. At last. <laughs> and other things I never thought I'd hear you say on this show. Yeah. yeah. Dean says, uh, FYI, mm. I have made loads of things for friends at work. Okay. I once made a, f- a small full metal sword for my son, then seven, oh, to take to school for Saxon dressing up day. He was chuffed because all the other kids had cardboard swords. Needless to say, it was confiscated. The other kids, <laughs> the other kids had cardboard swords and some quite big wounds. Yes. Need, yeah, I'm sure Dean's son, you know, took the throne of England quite easily. <laughs> what with his metal innovations. Yeah. Wow, that's a good one. Our our producer, Sarah, told us that um, there's a, there was a stage, I'm calling it a dias, at her wedding. Uh, where, well, we saw it. Yes, where people performed. And um, a friend said, oh, I'll, come, I'll make you a stage at work. <laughs> And she's actually got a photo of him working with massive sheets of chipboard, and he built her a stage. I mean, that is a that's a big that's up there with the caravan. Is yeah. he a carpenter then? Um, is he a carpenter? No, no, no. He's no. just messing about. Oh, okay. This is what, when I can't he's... get any work at all. I'll get him to build me a stage, and I'll just <laughs> pretend at home <laughs> in the garden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not in the garden, somewhere hidden away. Frank, we found out as well mm-hmm. what your... Oh. You, you, That's you, my Scooby-Doo <laughs> surprise. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you talked earlier of some sort of construction made by creatures. Yes, I saw a phenomenon in the bushes while my walking holiday, and it was a... If it was web, it was dense, dense web. And it was some sort of container that had been built by creatures. Mm. And it looks, I'll tell you what, it looks like a sort of, if Gandalf had spat. It's like... If Gandalf had spat, (laughs) what a novel that would be. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like a giant... I don't know how one would explain it, really, but those who've seen it have seen it. I suggest you do. Go on to our Instagram page or Twitter. We found out what it is. Well, the, the fence is out, so shall we make it a... Uh, let's call it a branch hanger <laughs> in this context. I am... Can I say, when you're close to it, to take a photo, it, it was absolutely terrifying. So if it turns out to be something minor, I shall feel such a fool. We left things on something of a... What did we call it? A branch hanger, I think. It was what is the monstrous structure which the animal kingdom has come up with this time? (laughs) (laughs) Another ITV game show. (laughs) Monstrous carbuncle. Well, we've had all sorts getting in touch. Firstly, Maze Creative. Hmm. That looks a bit like a pine processionary caterpillar nest. They were a real problem here in Spain. I didn't realise they were also in the UK. The hares are poisonous, so they can be deadly to dogs. New documentary series on Sky. Yeah. And a big nuisance in springtime. 
And Awesome Giraffe has agreed with Maze Creative and said, I thought the same as the pine trees here in Cyprus were full of them a week, a few weeks ago. Now all hatched. Oh, imagine the hatching. I've never seen them in the UK, though. I hadn't heard of them until I came here and I was fascinated seeing them walk in a procession. That's the caterpillars. Yes. Not realising how dangerous they were. Well, well, I've, I've maybe I've made a, a major discovery here. The, the well, first one in England. We have a, some non-Mediterranean feedback from oh, Andy okay. Wood, Bronte country. Oh yeah, and I don't know who to believe because Andy Wood is very bullish to, yeah. to tie the thread from the other <laughs> exactly. nature oh, question yeah. together. Where's my He's, stick? Yeah, he says it's an eastern tent caterpillar hanger mm. where all the pre-dusty-winged baby moths hang out. The clearly build a sort of cube to hang out in until they're big enough. Yeah. And he adds, 100% sure of this. Oh, wow. Well, I'm not, I can honestly say I'm not 100% sure of anything. <laughs> well, Andy Wood. Yeah. When it comes to the Eastern Ten Caterpillar hangar. Yeah. I'm calling that fundamentalism. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm with um, Tamara. Tamara Smith says... I think oh, should... Tamara and Tamara and Tamara <laughs> creeps in this petty pace day after day to the last record... Anyway, Tamara. last syllable of recorded time. Let's Tamara right. says um, I would report this to the Forestry Commission. <laughs> Oh. Yes, I think after I've reported the fact that farmers are putting balls in the same fields as public footpaths. Yeah. And you should get a nice picture of yourself in the local press looking, like frowning very deliberately near the big web. I should have got one on the end of a stick for ball repellent. Yes. I wonder if they'd know, if they're bright it's enough to know it'd be dangerous. That literally is something from the Beano. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't actually yeah. buy that. Where'd yeah. you get that from a joke shop or something? Well, I remember in 60s the... Batman. <laughs> yeah, 60s Batman had shark repellent. It would have been the Batman with... When they were... yeah. I can imagine you with a ball repellent, Frank. Yeah, Adam West was hanging from a... He was pulled out of the sea on a rope ladder from a... on the Batcopter. And he got a shark hanging on his leg and he took from his utility belt a shark repellent, which he had with him. Did he have shark repellent? And just fired it and it fell off. Labelled can. It it was very much a shark of the um, oven glove variety. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Skinner Skinner. on Absolute Radio. Boys... I want to talk about G. Neville this morning. Oh, yes. You're familiar with this work, Frank? We've already mentioned P. Neville. We have. (laughs) Do you know these characters, Pierre? I'm aware of them from hearing their names a lot growing up. It's like Gracie of Gary Neville. Well, it's that weird phenomenon where, incredibly, two brothers from the same family can play football at the top end, play for England, just doesn't seem right. Mm. But Gary Neville, yeah, was a a successful defender at Manchester United and for England. He was known as the shop steward in England. Always looked a bit grumpy during the national anthem because he was seen as a bit left wing. Yeah. Okay. And now he's become a very successful pundit. He had one go at management at... um, Seville, yes, Arteta, he's always having a go at Arteta. <laughs> no, no, but he tried management and uh, it didn't work out for him. But he's a very good pondy. He is mm. very good. But he's I been, like a bit of he's been, I'm going to say, dragged over the coals. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to say, over the I'm, Andy Coles. I'm much more aware of him <laughs> Andrew now. Andrew Coles now, please. Uh, yes, of course. I'm much more aware of him now, having encountered his, his interesting holiday philosophy. <laughs> well, yes, can we discuss this, please? But he does, We should say he talked about this on a bro podcast. Whether mm. he was wearing the black T-shirt with the rolled-up sleeves, I don't know. But um, it's the... It's you. Well, over to, over to you, fellas. Well, he was um, asked about um, holidays about going on holidays. And he said, well, I see a holiday as a mini-retirement. Yes. He's, uh, and he said... He said, what I do is I have a weird thing I do and it's called a mini-retirement. Yeah. I do about six a year, he said. Yeah. And he's been condemned for this. Yeah. And he's, he talks about, you know, um, reading books on his mini retirement and not, and, and not working and but, not then the reti- but then the retirement stops and he goes back to work <laughs> yes how long does it stop after maybe two or three days well it depends if, it, <laughs> if it's a city break 
Then he only but, retires for two days, two and a half. sometimes, in, in what we used to call uh, in my youth, if he goes away on the industrial fortnight, yeah. which was all the factories closed in the last week in July, the first week in August. There's something brilliant about the industrial fortnight. <laughs> in like. fact, it was the only non-industrial fortnight we had. <laughs> But anyway, so yes, yeah, so he's kind of like it's like the word holiday um, has escaped him. Yes, it, it, it's sort of English as a second language. It's sort of because um, it's like a retirement, but how you temporary. Uh, <laughs> how you say? What only I a few like, days. what I like, guys, is that he says at one point. Sometimes some of my best ideas come on these types of trips. When you say these <laughs> types of trips, yeah. means... it's it's like one of those parlor games where it's like you can't say the word holiday, but you have to describe the radio four. Well, yes, exactly. Also, I found I when I read that article. I really wanted to hear what his best ideas were. Yes. <laughs> I wanted like a top ten of his best ideas on a, on a mini retirement. Yeah. On your sun lounger when you don't were briefly manage, retired. Don't manage again. <laughs> I think it was, was one of them. Hat, hat with beer holders. Yeah. <laughs> things, things of that nature. He's a bit smarter than that, though. Is he? Yeah. He is, yeah. He is, okay. he's, he's a bit smarter. Oh, we shouldn't smart. characterise no. him as, as, a, as a fool. I think it's less... He's a, he's a smart one. He's, I, he's just got very into the footballer ease. Well, what I would say about him is I occasionally, when doing stand-up, especially in a small venue when you can see, I'll, um, I'll say something and I can see... The, it's always men. Um, men, uh, men in their, say, 40s, 50s, looking at me, saying um, that which you just said um, was unusual terminology. Yes. I want no part of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I feel Gary's slightly a victim. I, oh. I think mini retirement is a fabulous... Do you like it? It's a fabulous description. I mean, I associate retirement with from growing up with uh, sitting in a pub for two hours with a half a mild, making it just last. But uh, retirement now, I think, is a richer experience. Yeah. Oh, I like that you're in favour of his rebrand. I like yeah. that. I might start saying maybe with you a mini retirement. Should we make it take off for Gnet? I think. I think. I, I think he's had unnecessary stick. What I would say is, I think we should have a, t- a text in of what Gary Neville reads on holiday on his yes. mini retirement. And I don't think it's going to be what we'd associate with, um, you know with a sort of oaf at all. I My first guess is Sapiens. Really? You know that book? I think, I think that's where he's operating. I'm going to put uh, one of my chips on uh, sort of Malcolm Gladwell blink, that kind of Ooh. thing. Oh, I quite like that. Mm. You see, I might go for some sort of political biography. Yeah, okay. Autobiography, okay. maybe an Alistair Campbell, maybe an American oh, president. Oh, no, or maybe you've gone too far now. <laughs> I'm thinking dog shoe. You know that, the story of the man who invented, the man behind the swoosh, yeah, as they say. Yes. 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 <laughs> what do you think Gary Neville reads on his recliner? 8, 12, 15. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I won't tell you what I drive. It's good for the environment, though. I, I said Absolute Radio. Did I say Absolute Radio? Oh, you've got balls on the mind. I have bulls, yes. Um, this is uh, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio, Emily Dean, Pierre Novelli. Puff, 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 puff. Text the show on A1215. Puff, puff, puff. Money in my other suit. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Email the show. Why don't you do that? It's free. Via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. We've been talking. No such things as free email. That's the saying, isn't it? I think there is. Well, I think there is. We've been talking about Genev mm, this yeah. morning, who what went viral after rebranding the holiday or the weekend essentially as a mini retirement. And and speaking of it as a sort of discovery that he thought he might have made. Yes. And yeah. Frank is very much And um, Frank. <laughs> it'll never get Let's old. Keep it now. light. <laughs> yeah, go on, carry on. <laughs> well you're defending the man. 
Yeah. Oh no, Frank. I am. I like. Je suis Gary Neville. All these things that people moan about in the papers about when people um, come up with new terminology. Like I love um, the fact that people who eat at work they just get there in their normal where they sit to type, mm. and they, they call it eating al desco. I love a new word like that. Yeah. And I, I think mini retirement is a very good explanation of what a holiday is. I'm warming to it now. Mm. You actually, you're selling it to me. But let me tell you a, 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 a little story about uh, Gary Neville. It's, um, I support West Bromwich Albion currently in the Championship. And when they were in the Premier League, they played Manchester United. Adorable. Yeah, and um, Gary Neville was, I'm going to use the phrase, run ragged by, uh, by our uh, winger. And he says that when the whistle blew for that game, he decided that's it. And as he put it very nicely for a West Brom fan, he said, when you've got average players causing you trouble... Then you know. Oh. Then you know it's time to go. Oh. So, okay. so I didn't turn you against him then. No, I thought I knew what he meant. Um, so um, he then went uh, to the next opportunity. He went to Sir Alex Ferguson's office. He was the manager of Manchester United at the time. Have you heard of him? I yeah. have. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And he said, that I, "I, I, I was terrible against uh, West Brom." And Alex Ferguson said, yeah, you were, but, you know, you'll bounce back. He said, no, I, I, I realise that's it for me. And he said, and this is one of the great football... Do you remember I said to you once, a girlfriend, an ex-girlfriend, we'd split up and she went to Nicky... Um, Clark. Nicky Clark's hair salon and he asked <laughs> how I was and Nicky Clark, this celebrity hairdresser, she burst into tears and Nicky Clark went into a slight panic not being a man who wanted to deal with emotion in a public setting and he went off and came back with a glass of champagne. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was this is the footballer's approach. So Gary Neville said, that's it, I'm finished, I'm not playing. And, and he said, Alex Ferguson said, don't rush into anything. Have a week in Dubai. <laughs> uh, isn't that isn't that the modern? And if that... <laughs> Have a mini retirement in Dubai. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe maybe he didn't use the word holiday, and Gary That's... thinks, well, I will, but I'll have to come up with some sort of a name for this. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're having all sorts of suggestions for what G Neville would read on his recliner. Mm. Yeah. Anna Banana uh, says uh, novels, spelt the same as Neville. Oh, Neville's very, novels. Very good. Very and good. I'd, I'd Faz, at Neville's sorry. novels. I'd go for a look around Neville's novels on a <laughs> yeah. lunch break. Oh, so would I. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds quite Hobbit-like. Yeah. What about Iona Faz? I reckon he reads a glossy property development magazine, like the Northwest Insider. Oh, that's now good. Now he's got his foot on the ladder in Manchester development. Lovely yes. work, Iona. Yes, he is a ma- he's one of those footballers um, that one when he's written off, one reads the term business ventures. Yes. Yeah, he's got a lot yes. going on. I say he's, I think he's a, a smart cookie, oh, GM. He's no fool, GM. Um, Rob listening on the app in Amsterdam. Hello, over there in Amsterdam. Thank your friends. You love Amsterdam. I love Amsterdam. It's great. Do you want to say anything to the people of Amsterdam listening? Well, yes. I'd say if you actually live on the canal, on one of those sort of uh, floating homes on the canal. We went went on on a canal trip and the man just kept saying, whatever you did, don't don't look at these and think how lovely to live on the canal. He said, it's an absolute nightmare. He said you're constantly you're constantly getting the, the the bottom of it scraped, and if you get someone go past and create any real waves, they you'll lose all your electricity and your plumbing. It'll just because it'll just shake everything up. He said just don't get one of these houseboat things. He said it about five times on the trip. 
Oh. And at the end, he said, and, and what have you learned from this trip? And we all went, don't get one of these. He said, yes. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Did his wife ran off with a sort of boat captain or something? Yeah, so <laughs> it's got to be something deeper. <laughs> anyway, what was, what's the oh, message? So Rob, listening on the app in Amsterdam, who refers to himself in the third person, which I enjoy, Rob, listening on the app in Amsterdam, reckons <laughs> G. Neville reads his own book, The People's Game. Oh, and of course, the people's game, very Marxian. Yes, yeah. Um, Ed, Ed tweets, I think he just listens to podcasts, playing Neville's advocate. Oh, yeah. oh Dad, why doesn't he have a podcast called The Neville's Advocate? Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I think you should suggest that, and I actually think it'd be a lovely way for you to get in touch with him, because I think he'd be quite a nice friend for you. He could do one about his mini retirements called The, the Neville and the Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Anyway, good. I like any man who coins a phrase. So good old G. Neville. Do you think... By the way, when he got back from Dubai, he still wanted to retire. So We've also uh, had one suggestion from 705, didn't we, that he's definitely uh, the art of war type. Mm. Oh, do do you think? Do you think? Oh, that's... Uh, Business prep. That's... Maybe that... uh, no, he wouldn't read a Trump. I was thinking that no. Trump business, but he wouldn't read. No, but I'll tell you what he might like. He might like the um, the art of the deal, is it called? That's Trump. Yes. Yeah, I don't That's think... what I mean. No, but he would have given up after that era because he's got taste and he'd think... He I think he's anti-capitalist, though, despite his business ventures. Oh, OK. Yeah. That's my view. Do you think that, like stand-up comedians, footballers, the, like the reason he's got this idea of mini-retirement and no holidays, because weekends are sort of become an abstraction in that line of work. Yes. And the idea of a holiday that is n- anything other than determined by the line of work is sort of mad. Yes, I think he probably refers to half-time as a mini-postponement. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Frank... I think it's time we stroll down previously lane. Yes, then this is when people, I, I think often podcasters, but sometimes the reticent, get in touch with us during the week saying, you know that thing you said on Saturday, blah, blah, blah. It's mm. a sort of retrospective commentary. Yeah, there's a slight Columbo sort of element to it. One more, just before yeah. you move on too quickly, just remember... Just one thing. Yeah. I swear I remember you saying... Just one more thing. My wife's a big fan of yours. Anyway. <laughs> Does Colombo always wear that coat, Frank? Always. Was mm. it? Did and he ever try op- clean it? And he's operating in um, sort of California. <laughs> yeah. Hot, hot. I mean, he must stink, Colombo. What sort of shoes? <laughs> Cigars and beer. Exactly. Not just the I mean, coat. Late, late review. Not Columbo just, stink. Not just the same coat, but the same shoes, suit. I was going to say, Frank. Do you think that's why? Cigars. That's yeah. why people look up suddenly when he comes into the room. Oh, they yeah. go, what is that? Columbo's yeah. arrived. Yeah. <laughs> one, one more, one more thing. I'll pe- peg off those. <laughs> just one more thing. Yeah. One more thing. Why, why, why are you spraying the room? Um, One more thing, could you? Would it kill you to put have. some Dove on next time? Uh, literally the same clothes every episode, as, as I recall. Frank, can I ask another question? I will. What shoes do you think Colombo would wear? Well, I know what he, I know what shoes he does wear. In fact, they're very similar to what I'm wearing today. And that he wears a suede lace up. Oh, I love that oh. about him. And they must be sodden. <laughs> I bet they've got. They are like the. I bet the the salt on them from his sweaters yeah. form like the rings of a tree when you cut through a tree. Do you think he has what? those unsightly rings in his suit? Yes. Oh God, yes. One more thing. Do you have a glass of water? <laughs> One more thing. Do you have a powder uh, deodorant? Yeah. I'm do trying to have, save the environment. Uh, do you have sandblasting <laughs> facilities on my armpits? <laughs> my wife. She hates how. Crusted up like that. <laughs> My wife wears industrial breathing apparatus. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Um, some, Already, I can't do it. Some previous right. correspondence. Okay, um, I can't read the next Columbo-related <laughs> thing. No, we've heard from the outside world. I'm going to go straight to Peter Ayres. Remember, he's got a name that ends with B.R. <laughs> oh, for God's 
has to all his interviews. <laughs> anyway. No wonder they all confess. Yeah, exactly. Just to get him out of the Send room. Send me to prison. Send me to the chair. <laughs> get me away from this pile of rotting vegetation. <laughs> Just stop lifting your arm to touch your lip. Oh, no. I like that he backs it up with cigars as well. Guys, yeah. <laughs> that is, he's not generating enough heat. <laughs> it's a coping mechanism I've come up with to disguise my yeah, stench. Yeah, exactly. It's like a smoke screen. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, let's return to previously. We got distracted by mm. the stench of Colombo. Yes. It's all right. We've opened a couple of windows, which you can't do in a radio studio, in no. truth. Yeah. That is verboten. Uh, Peter Ayres. Hi, Frank. He does have to Colombo. I was interviewed him. No, come on. Moving on. I can't. You can't just say move on. Yeah. You opened the dam. My um, wife's got a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> of course, of course. Hi, Frank and team. Re red sauce on ice cream. Do you remember discussing this, Frank? Yes, we talked about. Uh, I think I did a crush nuts joke. Well, uh, it doesn't surprise me. You said, Emily said that she hated it when they put sort of syrup on ice oh, cream. Oh, they get the squeezy out, the 99 oh. men. And you're against it? Of course I am. Oh. And uh, I can't remember what your thoughts were, yeah. Anyway. Oh, I love it. OK. I used to like all the, all Nevertheless, the squeezes. Nevertheless, our friendship survives. Mm. Uh, re-red sauce on ice cream. Up here in Geordieland, it's known as monkey's blood. Is it really? Don't ask me why, and rest assured that no monkeys are sacrificed in the vans of the North East. No, I hope not. By the way, all the vans locally have a cheery tune to announce their arrival. Of course, Hartlepool, which is in the North East of England, was um, the people of um, Hartlepool um, colloquially were teased with the nickname Monkey Hangers, because the story was in medieval times, I think it was, that a monkey escaped from some sort of travelling circus and um, they, uh, having uh, apprehended it, the people of Hartlepool thought it was a French spy and hanged it in the town square. Oh. And they're not easy to hang. I don't mean on a tyre, I mean with a noose. Oh, Albert Pierpoint. Yeah, exactly. That was a story, I mean, it may be mythological, but, um, yeah, people from Hartlepool, which is not Newcastle, but it's not far, that far away, um, were known as monkey hangers. Oh, And okay. maybe once they'd hang the monkey, they all gathered underneath it with their ice creams. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know? Maybe. Maybe that's the origin. I remember, maybe it was Albert Pierre Point, or one of the other sort of famous hangmen. We're friends saying, with one of his relatives. Oh. Well, they get in touch with us, don't they? Is that a threat? No. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just it's say, so, just before say. you... Uh... It's the most pathetic threat. Yeah, yeah. I'm friends with the descendant of a hangman. All right, Albert all right. Pierre Point. Yeah. The idea that a hangman would sort of chase you with a noose. <laughs> yeah. his, his plot is to eliminate the middleman. Yes, yeah. Um, so um, apparently the, this, this hangman, whoever it was, said they could estimate the length of rope needed for a, a particular condemned man by shaking his hand. That was Pierpoint. Well, that was Pierpoint. That was Pierpoint. Harder, that was our, our friend. Harder with an ape. Oh, very right. hard. Well, hard might... to shake his hand. Oh, yeah. They're very I'll informal, speak for the yourself. apes. Yeah. You <laughs> might actually take hands. a foot. <laughs> what would yeah. an ape do if you tried to shake its hand? Well, I, I don't know quite how it would... I think bump, I'd bump. go for a high yeah. five with a, an ape. Would you? Well, they don't have an oppose, opposing thumb. I'd go for an air kiss. So they couldn't do the grip, could they? Do they go for the friend, the kiss mm. on the side? Of the, I'd go for the air kiss. But Pierre's looking now. Do they have an opposing... They don't have an opposing thumb. They don't, do they? That's why they don't play guitar. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's well, the only they, reason. They're more of an EDM crowd, I think. Right, we're going to have a break now while Pierre checks on my facts and sees <laughs> yeah. if, if they yeah. have an opposing thumb. I'm confident they don't. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. 
Regarding, we mentioned the idea of shaking hands with an ape. Oh, yeah. Or with a, with a primate of some kind, anyway. That's um, all I want to do. Yeah. My, my, my dad has texted in and passed on this, from, this nugget from my Uncle Peter. Uh, they don't shake hands. They put your finger in their mouths and nibble it a bit as a sign of confidence in your friendship that they won't bite you. Oh. When you say nibble it a bit... Just a little, <laughs> little playful nibble. Would you feel confident in that? I'd feel anxious with a, oh, a, an ape I didn't know. But if I could just talk to the animals... <laughs> <laughs> well, my grandfather, of course, always maintained that chimpanzees could speak fluent English. Hadn't he overheard them? Yes, yeah, so he, he, he took a short <laughs> he cut. He overheard them talking. He took a short cut one late night. This is, he absolutely sincerely believed this in the northeast of England. And it, there was a circus, and he said he went past the, um, the uh, vehicle that, that held the chimpanzees, and he heard them talking. And what, know, were they, what were they saying? Just talking about, you know, it's a tough night tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't believe we're touring the regions. <laughs> my dad, my Should dad, never have left London. Um, anyway, Has it come to this regional <laughs> rep? Banana, anyone? <laughs> anyway, he heard this. So my dad said people would say to him, look, if that was true, why don't we know? Why don't they just speak to us? Yeah. And my granddad, this is what my granddad said, well, obviously they're not going to speak to us, so they don't want they don't want us to know. He said, well, st- because they know, if we find out they can speak, they'd be straight down the pit. And uh, oh, yeah. and and if there was a war, who, who do you think would get sent first if, if we knew they could speak? So they speak? all collectively not- agreed to never reveal. Yeah. I mean, I can't fault that. That line of thinking. No, I think he's, uh, he's absolutely bang on there. It I quite a... like it. Oh, yeah. Did he? I appreciate he's no longer around to ask to, to develop this theory further, but did he sort of elaborate? Did this extend to the other uh, aspects of the animal kingdom or just the chimpanzee? Well, he only. These were chimpanzees. I mean, I don't know how he even knew, unless they were behind bars and he could see them. Yes. I think my theory is that there might have been a sort of a trailer that had got the chimpanzee's picture on it for publicity purposes, <laughs> but there were people living in it. And he heard them talking and talk. But he was, my did dad he said he, ought, he, question. he did went he, did to he his grave. Belie- he did drink. Yeah. Okay. He went to his grave believing that chimpanzees could talk and were keeping it from us for practical reasons. It'd be a lot more fun to see them in a zoo and just give them a little wink as if to say, I know. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Exactly. Well, there's no, there's no pits left anymore. So they probably, yeah. that's, they've dodged that particular bullet. Would have been very funny to see people blaming Margaret Thatcher for rendering all the chimps jobless. What about them? They'd had to feature on the. Uh, they had no. They had no choice monument. They had no choice monument. But of course they would have, because they could have oh. argued their case yes. for pacifism. <laughs> they knew exactly what they were getting into. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> so um, next week this will be presented by Beppo the monkey um, um, so um, thanks for listening this morning if the good lord spares us and the creeks don't rise we'll be back again this time next week now get out this is Frank Skinner this is Absolute Radio